Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of the This Week in Marvel podcast, where we talk about everything Marvel, from comics to movies to TV, etc. My name is Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, and today we are talking specifically about comics, because I got a special guest with me on the phone from his home, I believe. Um, we've got Avengers writer, new Avengers writer, writer of many other great comics for other publishers, but most importantly for us today, the writer of Infinity, Mr. John. Jonathan Hickman. Sir, how are you doing? I am um, hanging in there. I'm, I'm, uh, I cannot complain, but I will if you let me keep going about how I'm doing. So, there you go. All right, so we should get off that topic very quickly. Let's not talk about me. Let's talk about the work. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so Infinity uh, is coming out this week. This should be going up on Tuesday, the 13th of August, and Infinity is out August 14th, Wednesday, obviously. Big event comic, big event series. Also, just a good story. I read issue number one. I'm super excited. It looks beautiful. The art's great. The story is killer. Um, how are you feeling going into the first issue? Excited? Or you just got too much else to do right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not really thinking about it too much. Um, I, uh, I, I still have, we're still, like, kind of putting together the back of it, the back of, you know, the... Jimmy's drawing issue six, and Lionel is working on Stone Avengers, and, and Mike and is working on New Avengers, and, and Dustin and, and Jerome are, are still cranking away on Infinity Five. So, uh, you know, we're still working really hard. Um, you know, so we're, we're in it so much that it, it's kind of difficult to think about it coming out, actually. But uh, I know it's a big book. I know it's a lot of pages. I think we put a lot of in, into the first issue. I think I think people will get some idea of you know where we're headed and what the story is about from that first issue, which is, and I think they'll be excited about about the whole uh, the whole event. And I don't I don't think there's much more you could hope for out of our first issue. Yeah, like I said, it's a really good first issue. Um, I, I guess I could. I was going to say I'm not being paid to say that. Technically, I am because I work for Marvel, so I'll, I'll put that disclaimer there. But I am confident that I would say it anyways. I really enjoyed it. What I want to do is kind of pull back a little, get people ready for this first issue and for the event by kind of talking about some of the things leading up to it, uh, get right up to the beginning of the thing. And I wanted to go back a little ways first. I think this is something you've addressed in interviews in the past and other things, but I want to ask it here because I think it's relevant to the event. And that is, in terms of Avengers, because this all spins out of Avengers primarily, with some coming out of new Avengers. When you took over Avengers for Marvel now, was it a book that was brought to you, like Tom Brevoort said, hey, we think you'd be a good fit for Avengers? Or did you express interest saying, I would, knowing that these ships were coming, saying, I would like to be the next Avengers writer? Um, no, I, I think I was approached, um, I, and actually it was, it was kind of Axel and Dan and, and, and Joe, uh, because all that went down, I think on a week where Tom was out of town or something like that. <laughs> and so, and so there were a lot of, there was a lot of conversation, but you know, Tom's book and, and Tom had to sign off on me and, uh, you know, Tom and I had just. Uh, you know, we're wrapping up a, a, a really, uh, a really fun and, and, and relatively successful run on Fantastic Four and FS. And so, he and I just got on the phone and uh, I asked him what he wanted out of it, and then I told him what I would like to do. Uh, and in between those two things, we 
uh, we felt pretty good about it, uh, and 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 so we just kind of kind of started rolling after that. I mean, I didn't. I mean, we all pitched all the Marlon Al stories. Like we had a big retreat where everybody kind of pitched what they wanted their book to be. Uh, and I picked, I pitched uh, Avengers and New Avengers as kind of the same story from two different sides. Um, and everybody, um, everybody had had was, was generally excited. Some people had reservations, but uh, we smoothed all that stuff over. And uh, I think two retreats later, I got waylaid with an event on top of all the Avengers stuff I was writing. So, um, you know, clearly I wasn't doing. Uh, you know, clearly people felt relatively positive about all this stuff. Right. Well, I mean, the reason I asked is because, and you kind of got into a little bit of it there, is that Infinity is very much a book that you can pick it up, you do a good job of explaining right off the bat, here's what's happening, but it's definitely something that spun out of your Avengers run. Um, a lot of the characters and a lot of the concepts, especially in terms of the builder side of the story and the outer space stuff, mm-hmm. is it's right there. It's right there in your first few issues of Avengers. So that was why I was curious, you know, is this kind of a a grander scale story you always had and you're like if I get to Avengers I'm going to do this um, or did it just fit that once you knew you were doing Avengers you're like alright this might make sense oh right sure um, well uh, back when I was working on Secret Warriors the first Marvel um, you know project I worked on uh, probably right around the time or right before I was going to start Fantastic Four I had a long phone call with Tom Brevoort about the kind of book that I wanted to do at Marvel down the road. Uh, you know, what, what I wanted that book to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's the and it's what I'm doing in Avengers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now I didn't know it was gonna be an Avengers book, but I knew that it was going to it, it, as as the years went by, all the pieces kinda of fell, you know, in place. And so, uh, yeah, all of this is part of something that I've been building towards. Uh, uh, there was always going to be, at this point on the calendar, uh, a story called Avengers Universe. Right. Um, which was all the Builder stuff and, and all the Outer Space Avengers uh, shenanigans. Uh, what we did was, because we wanted to do, um, you know, because we wanted to do uh, a Thanos story, and and because we uh, had the set pieces in a certain way, uh, you, you know, I was able to marry all of that in a very cohesive, uh, into a very cohesive kind of big piece. Um, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't scheduled to do the event. Uh, really, we just went around the room and started, you know, talking about what this, what this, the summer event story could be, and I. I I was pretty quiet because I didn't want to get into it because I just had so much other stuff to do. And, uh, you know, I was excited about all, how all that was going, and I was just uh, busy, you know. I mean, we, we, we we're producing a bunch of books at Marvel right now, and we want them to be of a certain quality, and the, uh, the fans expect them to be a certain quality. And so I was just kind of sitting there, and as, as talks progressed, you could see it kind of veering into <laughs> – 
you know, it was all organically kind of veering into uh, the territory that I, I, I had kind of staked out. And at some point in the retreat, uh, three more said, you know, Jonathan, uh, maybe you should be the one that's doing this. And, uh, you know, and so I, I <laughs> thank you, Tom. Um, but I, I, I sat down and, and, you know, after we took a break, I pitched everybody what I would do. And it was, it was kind of obvious that 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 was the way that we should go right yeah because i mean you it's like you said it's it's a story where it's a two-pronged event and it's kind of unique in that aspect i mean most stories are basically whether you're looking at avengers versus x-men or going all the way back to infinity gauntlet most event stories are kind of here's the villain here's the heroes going after them here's the plot this is the first time i can recall and i'm sure i'm forgetting something and i'll hear about it where it's really you know a war on two fronts type of deal where you got this whole builder's story that you've been setting up Avengers, and you have this Thanos inhuman story going on simultaneously. It does fit. So it was basically you were going to do the Builder's story regardless, and uh, while you were trying to, you know, hide with your your head down, people always also said, "Hey, you know, this could be an event with with Thanos the Inhumans as well." Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to do the Avengers universe side of it because. Uh, in the Avengers books proper, I'm, I'm building to something in 2015 that, right. that you know I, I'm doing, and and this is this was always the first big pivot point of that, and so there's another one kind of next summer, but it you know it's not the plans for none of them to be events because I just wanted it to be self-contained, but uh, but there's another one next summer, and then uh, you know following that is a big kind of. Um, song and dance number <laughs> that, uh, that should be a lot of fun you know so it's meant to build but um, yeah it's just it's just one of those happy accidents and, and it just it just kind of worked out that all really just fit together and uh, I think it's gotten stronger as we've worked more on it um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a big story. I mean, I, I, I've, I've put that uh, JPEG out there of, or, or the, the image map of, right, yeah. you know, the, tie, the tie-in chart. And this is, this is a 400-page story. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no real way to get away from it. I mean, you can just read the six Infinity issues, and it's 180 pages or something like that, 160-something pages. I don't, I don't remember. Um, and it's a and it's a good story. It's a cool story. Uh, but there's so much stuff that goes on in Avengers and New Avengers that are, are part of the story. That it, it, it's just it's just a really big 400 page story. And um, I don't know that that's what everybody wanted. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know that everybody is is game for uh, you know the, the, that big of a hamburger, but. Um, that, that is that is how we build them in the Hickman house, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, as you're saying, I mean, that is kind of the that that's that's the type of story you tell, and that's kind of the type of writer I know you tend to be. Like you will plan out these larger stories, and you also set up little breadcrumbs. I, li- I like the fact that when you're working on a series, like you mentioned going back to Secret Warriors, you're already thinking about the kind of book you wanted to do, and you knew long-term you would get there. To me, it feels like the same way you set up a bunch of stuff. I'm switching gears a little bit. You set up a bunch of stuff with the Inhumans in Fantastic Four with Black Bolt, and a lot of that stuff comes out right here in the first issue, it feels like, and also with Black Panther and et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
Now, you didn't know back when you were doing Fantastic Four, obviously, that you were going to write this Thanos story. Um, yet, it still feels like, to me, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, he was setting up the Inhuman stuff back in Fantastic Four. Um, I'm not sure how much of that was you saying, all right, I have, cool, I have some cool Inhumans ideas, so I'm going to put them down here, and I'll get to them at some point. And then the event comes up, and you're just like, oh, this would be a nice place to get to that. Is that how it works, or... Well, Am I misreading to, completely? <laughs> no, no, no. It's impossible to anticipate uh, big corporate moves that Marvel makes. Of course, like yeah. The, the decision that in humans are now going to be a big thing that we're going to do, right? Yeah. It's impossible to, to anticipate that. However, um, we, we work about 15 months in advance. And if you take advantage of that window... Uh, it, it, it's very easy to, to set up things that you're going to use later on down the road. So, yeah, all the inhuman stuff, uh, even back in, like, FF number six and seven or something like that, I can't remember what the issue numbers were. But uh, while the, that initial stuff was set up to put all of that back on the table in a certain way, the later FF issues were to set up what was coming in in the New Avengers Illuminati books. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always constantly looking ahead, and I'm always... Um, I mean, there's a thing that you can do where you leave stuff open-ended. Yeah, of course. Um, but if you don't know if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know the end point, that's a really, really dangerous game to play because then right. the reader gets tired of feeling like you're teasing all this stuff and you never... You never give them the payoff, uh, so I don't. I don't do that. But, yeah, I mean, I grew up reading uh, comics in the '80s and '90s, so I know what you mean. The yeah, real, sure. The real so, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I generally know where I'm. I, I always know where I'm going to end up. Well, that I mean, that's that's. Uh, I, I, I let it. I, I play with with the destination part in the middle, but all the threads come back together because right. they were built. They were built to. Right. Yeah, no, it totally does. Because I guess that's what's interesting to me. Because I, I have some idea just from hearing you in pitch meetings and seeing some of your pitches and stuff. Like, I know how you work is that you'll generally plan pretty far out um, when you know you're going to be on a book for a while and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, I feel like, especially recently, reading Avengers, reading stuff like that, like, I would use, for example, the idea that Manifold has become a really cool character. And you basically set up in Secret Warriors. He created this character and kind of left him there, and he sat there for a little while, and then he was there for you to pick up. So I guess it interests me, and this, I mean, this is basically just going to come off as a compliment, so pre get, oh, okay, thank get, you. get ready, <laughs> um, is that you're able to do all this long-term planning, but you're also good at adapting on the fly, being like, oh, well, I still have this, this, this piece from Secret Warriors that I can put into my Avengers story. Oh, I have this Black Bolt and then human stuff I did in Fantastic Four that will fit in with this Thanos stuff. So, yeah, it's basically just thank basically you. Yeah. you did a good uh, job. Thank you. And, yeah, a lot, of it's, a lot of it's a little subconscious, too. I mean, I don't want to be fruity about it or anything, but um, sometimes you're setting stuff up and you don't even really realize what the connections are. Right. Like, that's just kind of how our minds work. You know, we're always looking for connective things so that they can relate to other things. And 
sometimes if you just write and, and you just let it stay where it is and, and just kind of trust your mechanism, um, that, that stuff will just kind of click into place, especially, especially if you know how the ending is. If, you, if you're just throwing a bunch of stuff out there again, I, I think that's very dangerous and, and a lot of times disappointing. But if you know where you're headed, you can, you can just trust yourself sometime and, and it'll, it'll work out. All right, cool. I do want to, for the benefit of people who maybe are picking up Infinity and have not been following Avengers, number one, people should go back. It's not like Avengers has been coming out more than a year, so you should go check out Jonathan's Avengers run. It's awesome. But for people who may be coming into Infinity fresh, I think the most complex concept that you use right there in Infinity number one that may not be familiar to everybody is the Builders which is this almost new mythology you've been setting up over in Avengers. I wanted real quick to just kind of give you an opportunity for people listening to this to explain who the builders are, how they fit into this story, and how they fit into almost this larger look at the Marvel Universe that you've been taking. Uh, okay, sure. The builders are, are basically one of the oldest sentient races in the universe, and they took it upon themselves to, uh, when they reached a certain level of, of uh, when they had evolved to a certain point, they kind of took over the role of um, evolutionary kickstarters throughout throughout this universe, and we'll find out in, in, in you know, it's not just this universe. You know, they're, they're builders in multiple universes, and, and they, they almost always kind of fulfill this role. And they created a bunch of a bunch of different races, and they created mechanisms to help oversee the creation of other races. And early on in Avengers, they had a run-in with gardeners, uh, with some gardeners who are the guys that are – are, are like teams of guys who go out and they decide whether the world is worth uh, kickstarting their evolution into another level or whether they need to be uh, the field needs to be burned, whether right. they're going to be a problem for the gal- for the universe and they need to be uh, they're like weeds, they need to be plucked up. Uh, and the earth was <laughs> was the subject of, of these guys deciding whether or not they wanted to do this mm-hmm. and of course they just did not like this, and they and they interrupted, and there has been there has been fallout across the board right. uh, in in Avengers. Meanwhile, in New Avengers, um, we have found out that all of the different universes are kind of smashing together, and the center point of all of the universe smashing together are all the Earth and the multiverse, and so. Um, if a race of caretakers uh, of the several universes, multiple universes, finds out that this one world is a problem for the trillions and quadrillions of, of species that they've helped create in the universe, they're going to do whatever they can to head to Earth and destroy Earth. Right. Hence the Avengers going out into space and trying to stop them. Which is interesting because, in a sense, the Avengers are, of course, the good guys for us because they're trying to protect life and they're trying to protect Earth. But if you're looking big picture, they're endangering lots of people. Well, the rub there is that the Avengers don't know that that's going on exactly. because the new Avengers, the Illuminati, have kept it quiet. Yes. Um, because um, 
Well, because of drama. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's but, definitely something I guess I didn't even really, like, when you put it all like that, I didn't think of that until you said it. But, like, wow, you know, the again, the builders are not the standard, hey, we're aliens, we're coming to destroy the world because we're aliens and we're coming to destroy the world. They are looking out for a bigger picture. Um, their methods may be a little crude. They're just blowing up planets. Um or remaking them, but they are, like, you, you didn't design them just to be stock villains. These are very complex, multifaceted characters. Sure, sure. I mean, um... <laughs> like, if you say so. <laughs> no, there's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot there. I mean, yeah. and I, I don't want to get into spoilers. Of course, or, yeah, there's a lot more to come anything with like that. But, but uh, yeah, it, nothing is as simple as it seems. And sure. Just because, just because a bunch of people band together to try and stop them doesn't mean that all the people that band together are actually, you know, good guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, we fought World War II with the Russians, so. There you go. <laughs> so then while this is going on, uh, while the Avengers are basically making their play to, okay, because like you said, all, all, you've been building up in Avengers, all the fallout from that initial confrontation, and now they're headed off into space um, eventually. We'll, we'll learn more in the first issue. I don't want to give the first issue away. But we do know that the Avengers sure. are headed into space. It has something to do with the builders. While this is going on, Thanos is coming to Earth. Um, we know the Inhumans are involved. How how are you working on kind of balancing these two stories? Because, again, one of these stories is one you've been working on for a while, and one is the Thanos element. This is really your first time, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, writing Thanos. So as the writer of the event, how do you make sure both get equal time, both get the right amount of attention? Well, it's, it's serving a little bit of two masters. There, is, sure. there are certain things that we corporately want to get out of out of insanity, right? Yeah, uh, and so, and so we need to. Do, I, I need to deliver those things, and a bunch of that is happening on the on the Thanos side, and mm -hmm. that's cool. I mean, that's perfectly fine because it actually. Uh, it actually makes the new Avengers side of this way more interesting. I'm so much happier about where I am coming out of Infinity in New Avengers than I was uh, going into it. And, and I am ecstatic uh, and so over-the-top uh, excited whenever I'm talking about New Avengers because it is my favorite book to write. So uh, it's, a t it's a total win. Um, but uh, balance. Um... I don't, I don't know. Uh, you do the best you can. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, the, the stuff on Earth with with Thanos is very pointed. It's right. Very. It, it, it's very direct. There are certain there there are certain things that we are trying to get out of it, and we're introducing and um and, and there's a very specific story that we're telling, and so um but you know I, I think we bring it all the way back around home, so yeah, I mean yeah, I guess I guess the point I was trying to make is they're both they're both kick ass stories, and right in the first issue, they both unfold very well, but there's definitely a contrast in that one is the story you've been building for a long time, and one is a story I don't want to say you were handed to write, but in a way you were kind of like this this is something. These, these, like you said, there are some mandates. These are things we want to get done. So I don't know if it's tempting at times to just be like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, write my story, and then after I'm done writing my story, I'll get this done. Because it doesn't feel that way. It feels like both of these stories are getting equal attention. Um, 
yeah, well, I've folded all of the Thanos stuff into New Avengers. Right. So it, it, it really is. So that's how you kind of take it, ownership. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they both, they both, there's a reason why they're both there and they both get to a certain place that I wanted them to be. Yes, it serves, you know, larger Marvel purposes, but in terms of Avengers and New Avengers, going into it and coming out of it, uh, both are in much better places because of what, what happens inside of the event. So, Definitely. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but that's... I think you, know, you did. I don't, I don't even know what question yeah. I asked, really. So I think at the end of the day, we talked, and... Uh, I, think it, I think yeah, I think it looks confident you're going to do a good job. And I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you're doing a good job. We're, we're all very happy. Um, okay, I want to talk about... We talked about the Builders. We talked about Thanos. We touched on the Inhumans. The Avengers themselves... The thing that's fascinating me about your Avengers book, um, and New Avengers is great in its own right, and like you said, that's that's the Illuminati, that's them doing their thing. But Avengers is, Avengers has been around for 50 years now. They've had all sorts of different kind of teams, whether it's kind of the all-star team or it's the misfits. This is the first time I can ever recall them having a lineup like what you've done, where they're, it's, it's such a huge team and it's also run with a purpose. Um, it was basically Iron Man and Captain America saying, we need to get bigger, we need to expand, this is who we need. Um, it's a very different kind of team. And it has a lot of members you would not expect. I love the fact, every month, I never get sick of seeing the fact that Sunspot and Cannonball are on the Avengers um, and that they fit there. What were you setting out to do when you said, this is my group of Avengers? And I also kind of want to know, how did people react when you pitched, you know, I want to have a team of, of 20 guys and I want to use these characters? I didn't have any resistance to Avengers, my Avengers pitch at all, because my new Avengers pitch was so incendiary. Hmm. Uh, everybody, everybody wanted to talk about what I could and couldn't do in New Avengers because of, <laughs> of the stakes, and and these are Marvel heroes, and you have to, they have to be Marvel heroes, but all this awful stuff is going on around them, and hey, people were so wrapped up in the in the New Avengers of it all that the Avengers stuff was easy to to get through. Right. Uh, I do think that the, um, I, I do feel like the first. Like, like the whole reason why why Cap and Iron Man built the Avengers the way that they built it, it's never been stated in the book. Like that's a all of that is kind of a post Infinity kind of ah, that's what the point of this was. Right. The, the point of it is that Iron Man got Captain America to help to to build this team that could basically beat anything. Yeah. Because there's so many of them and they're so powerful. And the reason why he did that is because he knew that other Earths were dying and there there was such other dire stuff going on in New Avengers that he needed to know that the Avengers, no matter what the conflict was, that they could win. They could win every time. They could never lose. And it's that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to find out is not only are there things bigger than that out there, but that the motivations weren't necessarily pure. Right. That just because you stick a bunch of guys together and they can all bench press, you know, the Empire State Building, right. doesn't mean it's necessarily a good thing. You know, all of the questions that kind of 
you know, it's embarrassing to say, but the first 17 issues of Avengers are really kind of just a prelude to what we're doing for the rest of the run, which is which is reckless and embarrassing and unprofessional in a way, and I'm filled with shame and regret and embarrassment. I don't think you'd be embarrassed about that, but go, go but, on. But it, but, but it, is, it is what it is. Um, and so now we get to the point of it all. Right. Um, yeah, I think good, com- good comics are good comics, even if they're setting something else up. Yeah, sure, but um, <laughs> it does seem a bit excessive. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, anyway, so that's kind of the point of all that. Got it. Cool. I, I just, yeah, I like it because I think it's a very different approach. All right. Um, before we wrap up here, I want to talk just a little bit about kind of the, the guts, the creative guts of the event. Now, you just worked on AVX last year. Um, AVX was always sure. obviously a little bit more of a straightforward, all right, these are our two big teams, and they're going to fight, and we've got the Phoenix, and we got this and that. And also, you were working on a team of writers. This is a very yeah. different kind of story, and you are not only the sole writer on the event. I mean, you've got tie-ins, but like you said, the Avengers and New Avengers tie-ins, the prime tie-ins, you're responsible for those as well. Was that a difficult shift, kind of writing on your own, or did it feel more natural to be kind of the spearhead guy? Well, I think everybody in that room doing AVX in in their perfect world would rather just write the whole thing themselves because we all have... It's not that there's a whole bunch of ego in the room, because we all like each other's work and that kind of stuff, but we all feel pretty strongly about the creative choices that we make, right? I mean, it's... um, there's no lack of talent. There's no lack of confidence in, uh, between the, the, those five guys that were, that were working on it. So, um, uh, you know, it was it, it was entirely a kind of a different experience, different set of problems, different set of, of you know goals to achieve. And um, the fun part of it was getting the script from the guy before you, right. seeing how he had tweaked things, and then you trying to to one up it when your script, and then you know on and on and on. Um, that that part of it was really really fun. Uh, radically different though than uh, than than what's going on here. Sure. Um, you know, there's certainly a more of a sense of authorship. Certainly more of a um, certainly more work. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I guess that's it. I mean, I, I'm I'm I still uh, I appreciate that they have the confidence in me to to let me do it. That, that's cool. That's always good. All right, last thing before we kind of preview what is ahead is you got not one or two, but three, really technically five great just pencilers alone working on these books with you, uh, not to mention all the great inkers, colorists, letters, etc. But just sticking real quick to the three kind of prime infinity artists um, with Jim Chung, Jerome Pena, Dustin Weaver. You've worked with Jerome and Dustin before. Jimmy, this is the first time you've worked with him. I know we've spoke to him, and he said you guys have been wanting to work together for a while. Um, oh, I've asked, yeah, I've asked for Jim on everything. Every, yeah. every single thing I've done, I've asked for Jim. Yeah. So how does it feel to get him, I guess? <laughs> um, it's great. It's great. I, um, I, I'm... I'm you know, Jim did all the covers for Secret Warriors. Sure, yeah. Know? So we were, we we were still kind of you know yeah, I was trying to give him. Yeah, and and uh, we hung out at some shows and stuff like that. He's just a just a great guy. Yeah. Um, and British. But 
blew my mind the first time I spoke to him. I don't know why. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Sorry, but, um, that, was, that was my idiotic interjection. No, that's all right. Um, but he is uh, immensely talented. He is He is uh, uh, clearly one of the better guys in comics. He's... Um, you know, there's not much you can't do, um, and you know, I just tried to feed him stuff that that would be both kind of fun to draw and and would be, um, you know, challenging but not you know, but not backbreaking and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I wanted to give him give him a story that that uh, that he would just enjoy drawing because. You know, this isn't the, the problem with the way that we're working and how many issues have to come out in, in, a, in a short order of time is that, um, you know, you're not really building a story with these guys. I'm writing a bunch of stuff, and these guys are going to have to go off and draw it. And when you're writing something like that, uh, you, you don't want to um, you don't want to bore. You know, I, I would feel so bad if I if I bored those if those guys were bored and miserable drawing the stuff that was in the book, right? So you want right. to, you know, you just you just want to try and cater to the stuff that they like to draw, and then on top of that, you want to you want to set them up to to really be successful, and you know, then turn around and sell their pages and make some extra cash, and and you know, not for nothing, but when people when fans look at this and read it, and they're like, oh my god, you know, Jimmy and Dustin and Jerome killed this thing. Well, that's not a bad thing career-wise either. So, um, so but anyway, Jimmy Jim's great. Uh, I, I love Dustin Weaver. Uh, Dustin's fantastic. Um, you know, since we've worked on Shield together, and yes, we will finish that after this. Um, but since we, you know, since we, uh, you know, kind of came up with Shield together, you know, Dustin and I work work very well together, and uh, he's just so technically proficient and. Uh, in regards to Jerome, um, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I think an argument can be made that Jerome is the best artist at Marvel right now. Um, yeah. He's just he's just so, so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, and he's just sweet, too. He's a really nice guy. So all those guys are fantastic. Um, Lionel and Dio are, are, are great as well. They're the thing that amazes me about Lionel and Dio is that those guys are machines. Right. Like I don't, I don't understand how they draw so well so quickly. Right. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of those guys because they're just so good and so proficient. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm trying to give everybody stuff that that you know they can shine on, and, right. and everybody's happy and. Um, you know, it's just it's just good all the way around. So and it, and it feels like that. I mean, everything that I've seen has just been really, really top top shelf. So. Nice. nice. All right. Well, I think we have talked about a lot. Uh, thank you for for being giving a lot of a lot of your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, real quick, before I let you go here, from your perspective, if you were heading to the shop tomorrow and. Uh, you were you were looking to pick up a book, and what would you tell you as far as getting you to pick up Infinity Number One, and you know the tie-ins as well coming up in the next couple of weeks? Well, um, I, I would uh, I would say that if if you like um, you know if you like big comics, you know if you like if you like big comics that that feel like a lot is going on and that they feel like they have some weight and that they 
uh, and and you like a story that is going to unfold instead of kind of go down predictable paths and and just you know have some stuff in it that you don't see coming. Uh, I, I think Infinity is, is a good book for that. Yeah. Um, I think it. I, I think it feels. Uh, I think it feels really big. I mean, not just not just uh, you know scope. I mean, obviously scope wise, it feels that way. But I think the first issue. I, I know it's like five bucks, but I think it's like sixty four pages. Or I mean, it's, Tom said it was a really heavy book. I've got it in front of me. Um, it is. Yeah, it's it's a heavy book. It's really well designed. That's one thing I didn't really touch on, which I think is a hallmark of a lot of your books um, when it just comes to little things like the recap page or little like chapter headings I don't know the exact yeah. page count I, I would say somewhere around that is, is probably right I, I, yeah it's, it's a big up, book yeah I mean it's, it's, yeah, it's up there um you know, and I guess I should say for anybody listening at home, because we do get some static about it sometimes, all the chapter pages and title pages and all that kind of stuff, all that's replacing are ads. Yeah. You're not losing, you're not losing pages right. of a comic book. Those, those, you know, are, those are free of charge. Yeah. If you complain about that, what you're basically saying is you'd rather see a Hyundai ad. Yeah. And I can't help, I can't help you if that's how you do it. <laughs> um, but beyond that... Um, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good package. I think it's uh, I think it's a decent a decent bang for your buck. Uh, you won't read it in five minutes, and that's no. a nice thing as well. Yeah, I will I will back all that up for as far as my credibility goes. Uh, yeah, it really does feel big. It's an epic story, and uh, you do not just feel like you're uh, going through the motions at all. You guys all did a great job on it. Uh, it's a really great book. Thank you. So hopefully we are going to get Jonathan on to talk to us again as Infinity unfolds. Again, he's a busy guy, so we'll see what we can do. But I want to thank everyone out there who listened. I want to thank you again, Jonathan, for joining us. Um, people can ask you questions, I guess, on Twitter at, at Jay Hickman. No, I won't be answering questions oh, it, I, I didn't say, I didn't say you're going to answer. You I said they can ask you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's true. true yeah. True. You can ask all the questions you want. Yeah. If that if that helps get it out of your system, if you feel you need to ask a question, you can do that. That's a that's a function well, that the Internet allows. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah, so there you go. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back talking more about Infinity and with our regular podcast soon. I'm Ben Morse, and this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>